Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Jonathan Tager with us today. He's a Montreal boy in New York City and a realtor, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I haven't been called a Montreal boy in a long time, so that's uh, that's that's special. So we we actually met uh, in Manhattan uh, earlier on in the week for the first time at a coffee shop, which was like a kick-ass, amazing coffee shop, by the way. It's probably one of the best coffees I've had in a long time. I, I agree. It was fantastic. Just I, I have to correct you. We were in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. That's Brooklyn. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a realtor. He can't help it. And I'm I can't help it. I can't. <laughs> I can't allow that mistake. <laughs> so one of the things we were chatting about was uh, you doing stand-up before you started being a realtor. And one of the things we thought might be an interesting conversation is how stand-up relates to real estate. Because uh, to get ready to go on stage, it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of sacrifice to get there. So why don't we kick off the show with that? How does stand-up comedy relate to being a realtor? That's funny. You, you have to have a, a keen sense of humor to be in real estate. I promise you that. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, the the reality is, look, you're you're selling your you're always selling yourself. I think in no matter what, right? You're always selling yourself. Uh, whether you're selling cars, whether you're selling real estate, whether you're a comedian, right? Um, I'm selling myself as a comedian because I'm up there, and if you don't like me, you're not laughing at. Um, that's just the reality. And you know what the rea- uh, you know, another reality is if you don't like me, you're not buying a house from me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel, of- yeah. Oh, go ahead. To what you were saying, that authenticity piece is that you- sometimes I watch these shows where they're, uh, like the voice or whatever. And one of the things I often hear them say is if you can't sing about a song, if you're not feeling that emotion. So if there's deep sadness in the lyrics and you're not feeling it, you're faking it, it's not going to come through. So you need to be authentic. And I think stand-up by its very definition is people that are truly great is that they're being themselves in the most vulnerable way. And it's that connection, artist or person on stage with the audience that creates the laughter, that creates the trust. Because I can tell jokes and not be me and be a facsimile of me, but that runs out pretty quickly. And the same thing when you're selling something, especially real estate, is if you're like, hi, my name is Jonathan, I'm going to sell you this. And then you're like, got this facade up. People see through that. They don't want that. They want to have that real person connecting with them. Either they're going to love you or not, but if they love you, they'll go the distance. Well, here, it's funny you say, you say that, Omar, because really here's the truth, right? I've been doing this 20 years, almost 20 years. I've sold the apartment. I've convinced someone to buy either an apartment or, or anything one time in 20 years, right? I truly talked someone into buying an apartment. It was a young man and it was during the first downfall or the down cycle and, and he was getting a, an apartment for pennies on the dollars. And I truly talked him in the, the day before we were going to close. He was, he was 
changing his mind. And I'm like, you are making a huge mistake. You've got to buy this apartment. It's the bottom of the market. I promise you there's only, you know, the, the, the value of this apartment can only go up, right? It's like this apartment was $600,000, you know, uh, two years ago. Now it's $300,000. Like, I promise you it's going to be worth 600000 and then some in a few years. Anyway, of course, the apartment went up. The guy doubled his money and, and God knows how long. And anyway, that was the only time I've ever talked someone into buying an, an apartment or a property. Um, you're, you're never going to talk someone into buying a property they don't want. Um, you know, if someone walks into a, to a house or whatnot, you know, and they're, they're just like, oh, this isn't for me. There's zero out of a thousand times are you going to convince that person to buy the property. So when when real estate brokers are selling, you know, properties in like, oh, yeah, hey, look at the kitchen. Oh, look at this stone. Wow. Here, touch it. Put your hand on it. You know, when they do silly things like that, it just shows uh, how, how fake and how, uh, you know, not honest they are. Um, in general, and it's, uh, you know, it's sort of a disaster to watch. So I think with comedy, it's the same thing, right? You gotta, you know, get up there and, uh, you know, be yourself. What's what something I, I might say something that's hilarious and you could say the exact same thing and no one's going to laugh, right? Because yeah. we're just different people and, and that's what it is. So I, I, and I think real estate's the exact same way, right? Where um, I could tell you something about a house where, a, a similar or a different broker, you know, would say something and it just comes off completely fake and, and, and not real. So and I think intent is so important as well. It's your intent when you're on stage. If the intent is to make people laugh, uh, that's certainly a worthy uh, intent. If the intent is I want to connect with these people in the audience and the byproduct is going to be laughter. It's all about that connection. It's, it'll have a different feel to the show than the other, or if the intent is not to suck. So I think uh, in real estate as well, if the intent is, I want you guys to find a home that you guys are going to be proud of, that uh, your family's going to grow up in, uh, that's one thing. If my intent is to sell you something so I make a commission, people also pick that up as well. 100%. 100%. It's, you know, look... I have the luxury of working in New York City, right? Where there's no, you know, the hard part is getting listings, right? So I've always tried to work the listing. Um, you know, when I get listings, I mean, I sell every listing I have, right? So it's very rarely do I get a listing that I just can't sell. Um, you know, usually it's because just the sellers are, you know, uh, what's the word? They're, they're not reasonable in, in their right. in their price or, or whatnot. They're just not reasonable. Um, but, uh, you know, it's when I have a listing, I know I'm going to sell it to someone. Um, so if it's not, you know, buyer A, B and C, it'll be buyer D, uh, whatever, whatever it might be. So I'm not sitting there like, oh, I've got to sell it to this person. Um, you know, and, and I think to be honest with you, it's, it's helped me in my career because, um, I listen to people and I, I you know, look, if, if it's not the right apartment or right house for them, um, I want them to find the right house, you know, and um, if they want help, I'll gladly work with them on the buyer side. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't need to, to lie to people or to make things up. So, uh, you know, so, so, first of all, people aren't really that stupid. 
You know, it's like, you know, if, 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 if it's a third floor walk up and you've got someone with, with kids and they've got a, you know, small kids and they've got, you know, baby strollers and stuff like that, you know, I look right away and say, guys, you really don't want this apartment. You know, I mean, it's third floor walk up, you know, what are you going to take the, the stroller up and down those stairs, you know, every day? That's, that's just not reasonable. Um, so I, you know, I, I think those are obvious things and I, and I, you know, look, you, you got to find the right, I guess the right connection in, in the people that you work with or else you're wasting your time. Brilliant. So, uh, let's, uh, put you to the test. Okay. You've been in the business for a while since, uh, what year? Uh, 2005, 2004, 2004. Yeah. 2004. So, uh, why don't we get five ways to generate leads in real estate? Yeah, what's right. the first way? The spokes of the tire. I love that. I love, you know, I've, I've done that. coaching and stuff like that. And anyway, they, they call it the spokes of the tire. You got to have, I think they, they actually, at one point, they're like, you have to have seven. Um, I'll, I'll take five because seven's a lot, but, yeah, you know, and, and in no particular order. Okay. Is that okay? Can I just throw them oh, as they sure, come? Sure, yeah. In the order. Um, one can be a newsletter. I think a newsletter yep. is key. Because there's so many uh, there's so many systems out there where you can just grab everyone you're in contact with, um, and you know you're you're getting in front of them once at least once a month with your newsletter. Right. So if you email people once a month uh, with your newsletter, you're hitting That's reasonable. Everyone. Very reasonable, right? So let's start with the newsletter. Um, second, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious nowadays. I, I, I hate it. I'll be honest, but at the same time, I try to have fun with it. Uh, but social media, um, social media, it's actually interesting. A lot of people that, that follow me or that I'm connected with on social media, I don't have their email address. Um, so it's just another, uh, you know, bunch of people that I can get in front of, um, that way. I started using uh, this new app actually recently. Uh, what is it called? God, it's actually pretty funny. It's I think, oh yeah, it's called HomeBot. Have you heard of that? No, tell me about it. It's pretty cool actually. It, it, it basically, you input all your buyers or sellers and it automatically reaches out to them once a month and tells them about their home's value uh, oh, what if it. they wanted to refinance? What if they wanted to sell? All these, all these different options for them, and and like you know, let's say, look, most people aren't looking to sell, right? So it just gives them, uh, you know, sort of a a framework of of their options if they did want to sell, if they wanted to refinance, whatever it is. Um, Useful so that's, stuff. That's it's and it's great because once you put everyone in there, it's just it's it's automated, right? So. Um, you know, I mean, the newsletter, I actually have to sit, takes me 20 minutes. Right. But, um, I sit and I do that once a month, right. Uh, Homebot is, is once, once I put people in there, it's, you know, they consistently get emails from the system and it has me as their real estate broker. Um, so I, I, I like the automated stuff is, is great. Um, and I also use this. Uh, CRM again in no order because I'm I'm not putting, you know, you got to find what works for you. But I, I use a CRM. Uh, Corcoran has has a really the, Corcoran has a great one of the 
biggest reasons I, I love being at Corcoran is their back end systems make it so it almost looks like I don't have to work. Like, you know, oh, they, they know what we're good at and meaning their agents. So they they basically want to give us all the tools to, you know, just focus on connecting with potential clients and potential buyers and sellers. Um, and, and which is what they do. So the back end is as automated as possible. And our CRM, it's funny, we had a CRM when I joined, it was contactually, and then Compass bought it. Um, not to give you so much backstory, but Compass bought it. So then we got rid of contactually. And it took us, I would say, almost a year to put together um, a better CRM than contactually. Um, nice. And it is. It's called Close. I don't know if you've heard of Close, um, but it's an amazing, it's an amazing backend system where literally it just tells me, "Hey, email this person today. Call this call person. Call this person. Today. Yeah, love it, it." Tells me, yeah, it tells me like what to do almost. Um, it's fantastic. So I'm always in touch with everybody. So I mean, obviously, I've got my newsletter sending mass emails, right? But then, you know, this is a more personalized, uh, you know, Touch. hey, call that Words. guy, let's let's have a conversation, um, send this email. Uh, I can send like, you know, it, like you can send 10 people the same email. Let's say I get a property, right? And I'm like, oh, wow, this is a great deal. I think I have some buyers. I can send it to 10 people as opposed to sending it to, you know, a thousand or a thousand. Yeah. You know, and I can Love write it. a specific email and it looks like it, I'm just emailing them, right? It looks like I'm specifically just emailing that person. Love uh, it. So, so number four, CRM, newsletter, yeah. social media, CRM. Number four, good good one, right? Let's keep going. So something like that I do all the time. Um, I think like a big thing that I do and it's kind of, you know, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't look at it as as looking for business, but it is really, is taking people to lunch. Um, obviously I'm not doing it every day. Um, but, and, and truthfully, I look at it as I'm taking my friends to lunch, right? It's, these are people yeah. that I genuinely like. Um, but I've got certain people that I know, uh, you know, they've, they've referred me business in the past. Um, but they're, they're good friends and, you know, it's important to, you know, get in front of them and catch up and all that stuff. So, um, so I like would that. Say- and, uh, Ron Howard and his partner, Brian Glazier, uh, uh, Brian actually uh, wrote a book about, uh, when he came to Hollywood, he started taking people out for lunches, like really smart really? people just to pick their brain over lunch. And he said it was just, uh, gave him such an education. And one of the stories he tells is he finally got uh, a lunch with Isaac Asimov. Isaac and Asimov, who's that? Uh, wrote iRobot. He's you know sci-fi writer, probably got like 80, 90 books. One of the giants. And he yep. wasn't prepared for the meeting. So the guy stopped the lunch. He said, I don't have he enough time to waste. You weren't ready for this lunch. With, so Brian, with Brian Glazer. Yeah. And then he That's went, oh my God, yeah, this was a giant in the industry. And I uh, basically just showed up like wonderstruck. And he was like, because uh, he was getting on years and he's got books to write. He says, you know, I've got books to write. Uh, what advice do you give yourself? Write faster. And uh, so anyway, uh, so that lunch thing is so huge. If you can actually just attend someone 
and just be with them and not, doesn't have to be about business. Like the coffee you and I had, it was like yep. a great coffee. It was just two guys talking about life, comedy, real estate. And it was a delightful conversation that I got lots of value out of. And uh, hopefully you got value out of it too. No, it was fantastic. It really was. I mean, because we, we, we had, didn't know each other. That was, you know, we met each other at the coffee. Um, and yeah, it was kind of funny because the coffee was like, really, I was like, wow, this is so good. It was such a yeah. good coffee. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what life is, a, especially in the world we're living in now, right? Because we're, we're so, I, I think I was telling you this at our coffee, like I'm so alone a lot of the time. Right. And I don't mean that in like a depressing way. I mean, you know, but it can be honestly, some days I'm, I'm, I'm a little depressed because I'm either in my car driving around, you know, going, you know, even if I have a busy day and I have two appointments, right. That's a busy day. Um, other than those two appointments, I'm in my car by myself or I'm doing computer work, you know, in my home office. Um, I'm not around, you know, I don't have that in the office surrounded by activity um, right. on a consistent basis. So it's nice to sort of, you know, just meet up with people and like humanize uh, the business or humanize really life, right? It's life, not, absolutely. you know, not every meeting needs to be, you know, am I going to make money from this? Um, yeah, you know, the quality, it's nice. quality of your life, my life is the quality of our relationships Absolutely. and, uh, like you'd be earning tons of dough. And if you don't have anybody to share it with, then, you know, what's the point? And uh, so we've got newsletters, social media, CRM, doing lunches, number five, bringing it home. What's the fifth thing to, to generate? Leads? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like what I, what I tend, and sometimes they change. Um, cause I have like a few things that are changing right that i because i try to see what's working and i and i try to i try to do what you know obviously i, I don't want to do things and after like a little while you get no return you're like well why am i doing this you know this, this doesn't make sense or it doesn't right. feel right um but i think a big thing is reaching out to people you don't know um because it's one thing to to you know, to be in contact with people you do know um, on a consistent basis, but getting people, well, before I even say that, obviously who you don't know, and, and, and you can reach out to, you know, buyers, sellers, anybody, right? Because in real estate, you don't have to be a buyer or a seller. You could be a renter. You could be just any Joe Schmo who has a friend who wants to sell their apartment. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, I will say, so reaching out to people you don't know, but with that said, obviously, you know, you, you, you need to keep current. And I still send out print advertising. Um, I don't send out a mass amount of print advertising, but I do. I think it's important because other agents do too. Um, and I think it's important to kind of, you know, and, and truthfully, uh, every now and then you send it, you got to be consistent with, with print advertising, but. Right. Um, every now and then you send something out and you get a random call from someone and, and uh, you know, there's, there's a listing for you. Um, oh, love that. And I'm going to add one uh, from our conversation at the coffee shop. Uh, yeah. We talked about mitzvahs. I think uh, if you're feeling down or you just want uh, just help someone. 
just helping another Absolutely. human being uh, changes your mood. And it's also a good way to just build relationships that uh, will eventually lead to business. And it may not be from that person, but their crazy brother-in-law who's selling a house. Hey, Dr. Jonathan. So yeah, uh, I think it's helping people is the most selfish thing to do because it makes you feel good. And I'll tell you my favorite quote, Jonathan. You may wish to write this down. I'm not sure who said this. Somebody genius. And it went something like this. The love I give you is secondhand. I got to feel it first. (laughs) The the love I give you is secondhand. I got to feel it first. I have to feel it first. I I, like that. When I heard that, it was like, wow. That's like uh, so amazing. Who said that, you know? I don't know. Well, we're just going to make it sound more legit and say, yeah, it was Gandhi, but it wasn't Gandhi. I was going to say some homeless guy and after our coffee, we might have yeah, some. could have been. All right, brilliant, Jonathan. So two things before we part company. Number one, what brings you joy in your work? What brings me joy in my work? I think helping, you know, like, okay, like right now I'm selling a house for these, for like the nicest people in the world, right? I'm still waiting for like, you know, the, the, the nasty to come out because it's like, you know, whenever you have with my experience, whenever you have someone that's like the perfect and ideal client, something really crazy happens at some point and they turn nasty. So I'm, mm. I'm hoping that doesn't happen and we're closing next week, but to date they've been like the nicest people in the world. They're, you know, they inherited their family house and they're selling it and we got, you know, they, they basically were like, you tell us what to do and we'll do it. They've listened to me and I haven't had a fight on anything. And we sold over ask all cash. So like, you know, it, that just shows when you let people do, who are good at their jobs do their jobs, right? They're going to do a good job, right? Um, but uh, what makes me happy is they're the nicest people in the world. Nobody deserves the windfall of cash they're about to get uh, more. I mean, they've lived their whole lives, you know, they're uh, New York NYPD police sergeant. We're retired now, but you know, protecting New York City, all that good stuff. And uh, you know, I, I like, I just want them to, you know, it makes me so happy to help them and to have done a good job for them. Um, ah, so, that. you know, that for me is is uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I want my commission check, but but I also it makes it that much sweeter knowing that they're happy. They couldn't be happier. Good things and, happen. Uh, to good people. I love it. Exactly. I mean, it's just great. So what's one mind hack, one technique that you use to be more productive, more efficient? Like what's one uh, mind one hack mind you'd like hack? to share with your listeners? Yeah. I mean, uh, the first thing that probably comes to mind, cause we, we spoke about it the other day. So I think it's, you know, I, I used to have my own brokerage. So I, I even trained, I literally would take new agents and I would like make them watch this YouTube on it. I don't think a lot of people even are aware of it, but the 80-20 rule, I think it's oh, yeah. I think it's so key, especially in real estate where, where, where you're your own boss. Um, you know, so I mean, there's so many days where you're like, oh, I got so much going on and we're sitting there focusing on the 80% that really doesn't matter if we do it or not. Um so I try to focus on my 20% that actually, you know, earns my income, right? So the 20% where I see results and that do matter. Like if, if I do anything today, it's that 20% because that 20%, like, you know, reaching out, you know, going through my contacts, picking up the phone, 
you know, and calling, even if it's calling one person a day, right? Um, you know, if I call one person a day in a work week, that's five, five people, right? I could get a oh, referral yeah. from one of those five, um, you know, so if you do anything, that should be one of them. Um, you know, if I read a post about how to design your home for the holidays on Facebook, that gets no traction. I don't think that really matters. Um, so I think the 80, 20 rule is super important. And if anyone is listening there right now and, and, and doesn't know what the 80, 20 rule is, I highly urge you to go onto YouTube and type in 80, 20 rule. And, uh, if you do anything today, I think that'll be the, that'll be the most important thing you did today. There was this guy, I forget the name of the guy. Uh, he was using the 80, 20 rule, but in a different way. And it was all about online, uh, selling things online like courses and coaching. The guy was saying, if you have a thousand people that are buying your program for 50 bucks, the 80-20 rule says that uh, 200 of them would be willing to pay $500 for something more value add. And out of those 200 people, there are 20 people that are willing to pay $5,000 for that. So they actually use pricing with the 80-20 rule. And I thought that was actually a genius way of using that rule in a slightly different way. Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing your uh, wisdom with us today. Really appreciated the conversation and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Great meeting you. And, uh, you know, again, thanks so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 